0: Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other mediums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before.
1: In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival.
0: And we're back. My name is Roman Hamilton. With me tonight, we got... Paul Chapman. The man, the myth, the legend, Paul Chapman. Paul, uh, I recently got a notification from our good friends over at Spotify. Spotify. And they give you these little things It's called your 2021 Wrapped, or what happened throughout the year. So uh, hopefully we can talk about what happened with Truth Revival just real quick, and then we're going to go into our topic. We started this thing back in May. Has it been that long? Started back in May. Wow. Our first episode was released on May the 25th. Mm. May the 25th. Was that around Memorial Day? Do, 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 do. <laughs> this statistic says, I love it. 38 fans listen to you more than any other podcast. Mm. That's pretty incredible. So, to those 38, if you are a fan of Truth Revival, we want to say thank you. Let's see here. What's another good statistic? It says that so far we've released 1,057 minutes of mm. content. That's pretty incredible. So those are just some quick statistics from the boys at Truth Revival. We've been so blessed to have had many, many guests over the six months that we've been doing this, and we're just getting started. So tonight, we're going to try to tap into a topic that Paul was able to bring up Sunday. And Paul, I'm just going to let you introduce this, but I thought this was a very interesting topic play on words and we're, this is going to be kind of a deep dive. So, um, you really need to pay attention. Listen to, listen to what Paul says because there's levels to our Christian walk. Would you agree, Paul? Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah. You know, Rome, I was, I was talking, uh, yesterday about I've been really sick for like five weeks. Uh, my dad passed away about eight weeks ago and, uh, I don't know if it was the stress of what's going on and, and just life happening all at one time, my immune system got down, but I, I've been struggling and just, you know, really feeling like I'm going through a trial, wondering what I've done or, you know, you, those, those questions often rear their head, you know, what, what did I do Lord? If, uh, tell me what it is so I can repent and correct it, you know, so mm. I can get back to normal, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, sometimes having a pity party and sometimes the whisper of the enemy saying, hey you're you're uh, terminal you got something bad wrong or you know all those things have have, have washed over me in the last five or six weeks and uh, and I was and I was telling somebody the other day that my dad passing away was one of the worst and the greatest things that ever happened to me as far as just the responsibility that I have to carry now for the family and, and everything but the reason that it was one of the best things that ever happened to me I really, and, and, you know, when my dad passed, he told, he was, he was still conscious and it was sudden. And he told my mom, he loved her. And, uh, she said, he just started praising the Lord mm. and, and went out praising the Lord. And, and ever since I heard that and I, and I look back and see how my dad lived and, and by, I've been finding memoirs and, and books that he had wrote in and, and studied and just how much faith, he really had in the father to be at that moment of crossing over into eternity and have enough belief in you to praise him as you're entering in those gates. Mm. It, It really rattled me. You
0: know, the Bible says to sorrow, not as others do who have no hope. And Paul, your dad had hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. I mean, he, he knew that he was getting ready to enter into the presence of his Lord and death should not be something that we fear. Death is just a crossing point for us. Yeah, The, the Bible tells us that Christ defeated death. And so there's, there's there should be no fear in facing death. I feel like this moment that you keep talking about with your father passing, I feel like that was a catalyst for change yes, in your life. It was. An event that helped you Transform. We even talked about metamorphosis in one of the earlier yes, e- we did in one of the earlier episodes, and and I want everybody to know that we are always in various stages of our life. God is wanting to lead His people to new destinations. Yeah, because those new destinations require faith. Amen. You never get to that point in your spiritual walk of life where you have just arrived. Yeah. Okay. Let's just take the children of Israel, for instance. Abraham, Isaac, his son, sons, uh, Jacob and Esau, the the twelve sons of of Israel, they go to they get they go to Egypt to get out of the famine. Joseph is elevated. Several hundred years pass. They forget about Joseph. Then they're in slavery. Somehow they wind up in slavery. Then there's the whole Moses situation where Pharaoh has got God's people under captivity. Moses says, "Let them go." Through a series of plagues. Pharaoh eventually lets them go. And then where are they headed? Back to the promised land, land flowing with milk and honey. And don't you know that they probably thought, when we get there, it's going to be great. We're never going to have any more worries. yeah, No more cares. But when they got to the promised land, you know what they had to start doing? They had to defend it. Yeah, They had to start fighting to keep that place. Because it was, I've been there, man. I've been to Israel and it is a land of fertility. It is a land of blessing and great agriculture and substance and abundance. It is a gorgeous geographical place, but they had to fight for it because it was fertile ground. Yeah. And there was also, you know, minerals and resources and uh, gold and precious stones, valuable things in that, in that country. And they had to fight to stay in the promised land. So anytime you hear people sing these songs about Canaan land is just inside, or you know, the promised land. If you want to be in the promised land of God, you got to fight for it. Yeah. And it requires faith.
1: Yes, it does. But here's a
0: beautiful thing, Paul. And we even talked about this pulling in, pulling out here. When you trust in the Lord, He'll fight your battles. Yeah. He will go before you. That's true. He will go before you and fight your battles. So we must constantly keep our eyes focused on the Lord and have faith believing that God is able because that enemy like you said he's always going to try to pull us away he's going to try to you know create doubt yeah uncertainty fear and when that stuff starts creeping in guess what starts happening we begin to lose yeah that's when the walls start to crumble and i mean that's the story of the old testament the children of israel
1: yeah through that struggle seeing his faith come kind of to fruition at that moment, and uh, with everything going on and, and with my health, you sent me a verse a couple weeks ago. It said, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after, you, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. 1 Peter 5.10. So that got me digging. I mean, I've studied Peter a lot and, and did a youth conference on Peter, and And I got to reading, and uh, I I listen to my Bible at nighttime when I go to sleep, letting it play. And a lot of times in the middle of the night, I'll wake up. It was about 3 in the morning, and this is the verse I heard. It's 1 Peter chapter 4, and this section talks about suffering as a Christian. But verse 19 says this, Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. I think I text you guys and say, hey, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we're trusting our soul to a faithful creator. And the more I got to digging in that and digging in that, I kept thinking about my dad and trusting his soul to a faithful creator. In that moment, he just said, hey, I'm coming. You're calling me, I'm coming. So I looked that up, and trust means a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or strength of someone. Trust means that. You know, I I trust in Jesus, but that's me trusting. That's me still trusting. You trust in Jesus, but that's you trusting, Roman. Mm-hmm. This word says that we have to entrust.
0: There's another level.
1: There's another level.
0: Is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, so we have to trust and believe that he came, he died, he rose again, that he's going to forgive us for our sins, But then we have to take the next step in our walk, in our faith. Mm. We have to entrust. And entrust means this, to assign the responsibility for doing something to someone else. So we literally have to give the responsibility for taking care of us, for our life, for our health, for our breath, for our manna. We have to entrust all that to our faithful creator to the father. You look back in Psalms and David says, I commit my soul to you. I commit my soul to you. Look, look at Jesus. Jesus entrusted the father. Hey, I commit my soul to you. He said the same thing. David was a man after God's own heart. Jesus was the son of God. So if, if they're committing and entrusting everything they are to God, and when we accept him, and we're supposed to carry his attributes and be his voice, his hands, his feet, his eyes, his ears, his legs, his arms on this earth until we go to meet with him, then we as also, as David and Jesus did, entrust our souls to a faithful creator. And when we do those things, then those attributes that David had, the attributes that Jesus even had, oh, that's a little far-fetched, mm-hmm. Paul. No, mm-hmm. it's not. He says we're joint heirs, right. royal priest. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is the same one that raised us up. Hallelujah. So if we entrust our souls to him, can you imagine what can be done through a willing vessel that's faithful to their creator?
0: So Paul when you when you shared that, I connected with it instantly because through the process of evangelism and sharing my faith, I have met a lot of people who trust in Jesus. Yeah. Everybody trust in Jesus especially the majority of Americans yeah we celebrate Christmas I was we was watching the the little Grinch movie on uh, the DreamWorks Grinch and you know they were singing this song talk about Christ our Savior and I thought wow that's in a DreamWorks film but <laughs> trusting in Jesus it's like a lot of people believe in Jesus but you know what the Bible says even the demons in hell. Believe in Jesus. That's true. So to trust in Jesus is is one thing. You're talking about in trust, taking another level, surrendering and giving it all to Christ. Yes. In Romans 6.13, it says, Yield yourselves unto God so that your members are instruments of righteousness. Mm. And he proceeds that saying that, We should not be giving ourselves and yielding to the lust of the flesh and things of this world. So I'm just going to say this folks, when you place your, your trust in Christ, you receive Christ in your life and you make the decision to start following after Jesus. You don't just, it takes time to give everything to him. It does Rome. It takes time to unpack all that stuff. And I think we, maybe have talked or preached and somehow made people think that when you get saved, all your problems go away or that, you know, you're a new creature. You don't think the same way. You don't talk the same way. You don't act the same way. But the reality is it takes time Amen. to give that to the Lord, to entrust these things unto the Father.
1: And how many people do we hinder or derail by that that burden of, hey, you know, you got to get it right. You you know you you've come to this altar. You've got to be this this and this and this. So uh, I felt that pressure. I'm sure you did too as a young man. Oh, yes. You know and and our churches have done that over the years.
0: Paul, I, I got saved. I've been saved so many times because I felt oh, like Lord. I felt like you know <laughs> mm. if I make a mistake, then I'm not saved anymore. Yeah. Or the here's what the, the lies of the enemy. This is what Satan will do to you. He'll say a, a, a true Christian wouldn't do that. A real born-again believer wouldn't say that. A real, a real born-again believer wouldn't act that way. Oh, I need to be saved. Yeah. And especially, you've said it before, when all we hear from the pulpit is you need to be saved, saved by grace, you need to place your trust in Jesus. I mean, that's important, but tell me how to live.
1: Yes. Give me yes. the tools. Discipleship.
0: Yeah. I, you know what? Hey, I just we just gave our, our son a phone. I, we have given him a computer that... Has, has more technology than was on the space shuttle that originally went into the moon. Wow. Which, you know, there's conspiracy theorists out there that think that maybe we didn't go to the moon. But either way, this thing has more computing power and processing power than anything that was available wow. in the 70s and 80s. And I've given it to an 11-year-old. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey Paul, after a long day of work, you're tired, Heather's tired, or maybe even after church on Sunday afternoon. Everybody's got to eat, so where are you going?
1: I'm going down to see Juan and the family at Senor Lopez, 105 Mecca Pike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee, where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez.
0: And now the continuation of Truth Revival. And I have to try to teach him, hopefully, how to use that phone. I had to set it up for him, Paul. Yeah. If I didn't teach him how to do it, he wouldn't have been able to set it up. I had to transfer from his iCloud backup a lot of things over to his phone. I had to teach I had to teach him how to do it. I had to show him how to do it.
1: You discipled him.
0: We're discipling. That's right. Yeah. Hey, if he boogers it up, getting him a new phone doesn't fix it.
1: Right, that's true.
0: <laughs> he needs to figure out how to work work the one that he's got right now. And spiritually, a lot of times getting saved or getting baptized again, that don't necessarily fix it. When you place your trust in Christ, the Bible says you are sealed into the day of redemption. Now let's begin working out our own salvation through fear and trembling. Yes. That means you got to go through some things. Yeah. You got to learn to trust in the Lord. You got to experience hardships and suffering, and what that does, that that causes you, that is God's invitation to draw you closer to Him.
1: Yeah, it solidifies who you are,
0: right? And yeah. then, and then you know, you begin to entrust various aspects of your life unto the Lord. I I, I found Him to be faithful. That David said, "I've never seen the righteous forsaken." Mm. Or, or his seed, seed bag and bread. bread, yep. So, so when we entrust in the Lord, and, and Paul, you can tell me that all day long. Hey, Rome, God's faithful, God's good, but until I, until I go through it, and 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 I, let me just also say this, I have heard this said many times in testimonies. People say, "Well, it happened to me." Hopefully, so you wouldn't have to go through it. That is very rare. That's not how we operate as people. You know, we have to experience it ourselves. Yeah. That's just the way we are. We have to work it out ourselves with fear and trembling. I mean, hello. You know, we have to work it out ourselves. And so don't be afraid of the trial. Don't be ashamed because you're going through something right now. All I have to say is welcome to the club. Yeah. You're doubting God. Welcome to the club. Yeah. You don't want to go to church. Welcome to the club. You don't feel like reading your Bible. Welcome to the club. You know, that's just the human nature. That's yeah. the human condition. And the psalmist said, he knows our frame. He knows that we're but dust. And that's why Jesus said, it's more blessed for them who have believed, yet have not seen. Yeah, Paul, I didn't see the miracles, but I still believe. And because of that, the righteousness of Christ has been imputed unto me. mm and I've became an heir with Christ, a joint heir, which means I now have access to the blessings of God through Jesus Christ.
1: Yes, and that makes you faithful to serve. Right? Faithful to live, faithful to go, faithful to proclaim. That makes it come into full circle. Listen, second Thessalonians 3:3, the Lord is faithful who will establish you.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: He will establish you. He will give you what you need. He said, hey, I'm not going to tempt you more than, more than can be handled. I'm going to give you a way of escape, and that way of mm-hmm. escape is me. And when you take that way of escape and you continue to rely on me and put your trust in me and be faithful to me, I'm going to establish you in who I am. I'm going to solidify you in my calling, in my anointing, in my spirit, in my strength, in my power mm-hmm. that overcame and the end of the verse says, and guard you from the evil one. So he's going to establish us and guard us from the evil one. We're all the time, yeah, oh, the devil, 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 devil. You know? You give
0: the devil way too much credit.
1: Yeah, I mean, what if it's, what if it's the Lord saying, <laughs> hey, I'm going to allow this to happen to solidify who you are?
0: Let me say this too, Paul, because a lot of people will say, the devil's been on me today or the devil's riding my back, we give him far too much credit. And the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against spiritual wickedness. Those rulers of darkness. Well, we're there anyway. We? In high places. Paul, when you're at work and you're like, ah, oh, the devil is on me today. And I'm at my job and I'm saying the devil's on me today. And somebody's up in Canada They say, ah, the devil's on me. Then somebody's over in Africa. Now the devil devil is not omniscient. He's not all knowing. Come on, bro. And he's not all powerful. He can't be, he's not omnipresent. Satan cannot be in all places at one time. And we give the devil too much credit. That's good. But there are enemies out there. There, There's those work. There's those servants of Satan. There's those, those rulers of darkness. There's some... There's some spiritual forces that are at work against us, Paul, in that unseen realm, that spiritual realm. Amen. And so in order to fight those spiritual battles, we got to have spiritual weapons. And what you just read, he's going to guard us, man.
1: Yeah, he's got it.
0: He's going to guard us. I remember back in the day whenever uh, I had to subscribe to Norton Antivirus Internet Security. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, because there was all that mal- malware and those viruses yeah. and stuff that was trying to attack you, and you didn't, you couldn't see them. You didn't know it, but Norton would protect you, all right? And and these various uh, cyber attacks and things, we, you know, we think, well, if I get a good uh, antivirus protection software, I'll, I'll be protected. Why would you not want to think about protecting your soul? God, through Christ, is wanting to guard your life. So if you feel like you're under attack... Stop fighting with these physical weapons. Entrust your life unto the Lord. Give your finances to God. Yeah. Give your kids unto God. Give your family and your career and your house unto the Lord. And, Paul, I want to say this. I read this the other day. I want you to think about the flood. The whole world was going to be subject to this flood, and there was only a few who made it out, knowing his family. What happened to the kids that were in the flood? Paul, what happened to them kids that drowned in that flood? Their mom and dad didn't tell them, didn't teach them about the fear of the Lord. And those kids died because their mom and dad failed to teach them. Yeah, Think about that, Paul. What are we teaching our kids? What are we instilling into our kids? But the the Bible says there, there come a generation that knew not the Lord. When we fail to teach our kids about the goodness of God and that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, that God will guard your heart. He is going to root He, like a tree planted bound by the waters. I shall not be moved. That Christ is our cornerstone, that the foolish man builds his house upon the sand, upon the things of this world. But the wise man, he builds his house on the rock. Mm. And Jesus Christ is our rock. Amen. Build your life on the rock. Entrust your life to Christ. There's blessings there.
1: Our Lord, our God, he is God. Mm. He is God. I often wonder, you know, why it takes seasons in your life to go through things to get you to that certain point. I often wonder why, you know, 20-something years into to following the Lord and being a total mess up half the time. And, you know, you know how it is, like not wanting to read your Bible, not wanting to pray, not wanting to do the, the God thing, you know, your flesh fights against it. And and then all of a sudden a catastrophe personally to you, not necessarily to the world happens. And, and, and all of a sudden it clicks that at the end of the day, if I don't give everything I am to him, nothing matters other than that. I opened up a book the other day at my dad's, and I, can't, I couldn't make out the name that he had given the book to, but he had never given it to him. And it says, I just want to let you know that I followed this man for 30 years. It changed my life. It changed my family, and it changed my family's life. His kingdom is forever and it would do you well to become part of that kingdom. Mm. He said, In seventy years on this earth, I've never found anything more precious than who he is. That's good. And I and I and I read that and I wept. And I thought, man, we talked every day, but I've listened more in his passing. Than I did when he was in my face It taught me That I want to be like him And I want to entrust My soul To a faithful creator Because what's the point In going through all this I told the kids yesterday in Sunday school I asked each and every one of them what One attribute of God If they could have it now What would they want Most of them said peace Four or five said patience couple said joy one or two said love and I asked him I said if you know you need this right now at this moment in time and you can't find it and there's a man that offers this in this book if you go to Galatians chapter 5 and you can get these things that you're telling me you want and that you need why would you not follow him why would you not first trust him and then entrust everything you have to him. He came because he loved. And we come to him because we're broken. And after we come to him broken, he teaches us how to love. Amen. It's beautiful, Rome. It's the most beautiful thing. And in my dad's death, I've came to realize the importance of a faithful creator.
0: People trust in the Lord, and yet they're not entrusting Their life into the Lord. Right. They're not living for him. They have a knowledge of God, but they've not been transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. They
1: deny the power. It's a form of
0: godliness. Gosh, it's a form of godliness, but they deny the power. They They haven't fully entrusted or yielded their life unto Christ. Do you know that? Here recently, I've tried to change my diet. I've tried to start cutting sugars out of my diet. Yeah, you told me that.
1: You look, you look like you have.
0: Well, I can tell. I have, I've reintroduced him here recently. <laughs> but uh, I went through about a month there where I was cutting out sugars, and, man, oh, man, I was feeling great. I was sleeping better. I was breathing better. But it took me a while because all of the artificial sweeteners that we have in our food now, we don't eat natural foods anymore. That's true. We eat these artificially sweeteners. We eat boxed foods. We eat cereals. We eat oatmeal out of a pack. You know, we don't go out and harvest our own things anymore. We shop for convenience.
1: Yeah, quick. quick.
0: Quick and easy. And so, you know, it's, it's artificially sweetened. And, Paul, something I started doing is I started putting honey in my oatmeal. Yes. Honey that you gave me. Mm. Good stuff. And that has become such a delicacy to me. Now I want I want you to just go with me here because people during biblical times wouldn't have had granulated sugars yeah. like we have That's now. True. Okay. Yeah. Their sweetener was honey. Honey was a delicacy. The Bible says in Psalm one 103, one nineteen, one oh three, how sweet are thy words mm. unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Lord, your words are sweet. Amen. God, I desire to spend time with you. Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. You know, try this sometimes. When you give someone a compliment, when you tell them that they look good, when you tell them that, hey, you look like you're losing weight today, or, hey, your car looks good. When you give someone a compliment, just watch them smile. Watch that boost their spirits. Yeah. Well, that's what the word of the Lord should do to our soul. <clears throat> But it, the next verse is there's a way that seemeth right unto a man. And man has filled himself up with so many artificial things, Paul, that we have we can't taste yeah. the sweetness of God. It took me a little while to to be able to enjoy honey because it was it, I was so artificially my, my my system, my taste buds were were just accustomed to Little Debbies. Little Debbies <laughs> little and Mountain Dews. But it took me a while. I had to start cutting some things out of my life. And I think we are guilty of enjoying comfort foods. Yep. And you know what? Spiritually, there's some comfort foods that we try to enjoy, and they spoil us, Paul. Amen. They spoil us. And there's some things that we need to be cautious of with those comfort foods. They are toxic, and they will create bitterness, bitterness, If you're not careful, they will create anger. They will create jealousy. They will create unforgiveness. Those, when we do what's right in our own eyes, he said in Proverbs, the end thereof are the ways of death. Yeah. So we need to entrust our life unto the Lord. Paul, let's wrap this up. We're going to call it a day. Give us some closing words here.
1: It's been good, Rome. It's been good. It's been a good discussion.
0: This has been like a like a five-hour energy shot. It's been good, yeah. It's been quick. It's been concentrated.
1: Listen to this. You preach this actually on uh, 14, 21. I write that in my Bible, you know, when you preach, so, so I'll know. Dirty
0: but, Bible's uh, a clean heart.
1: So here we go. It's in Philippians chapter 4. When we entrust ourselves to the Father, this is what happens. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your reasonab- reasonableness <laughs> be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be ne- made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when we entrust everything we are, we're gonna we're gonna come rejoicing. We're gonna come with thanksgiving. We're gonna give it all to Him in prayer and supplication, and the and the washing of His Word and the God of peace. Ooh. Which surpasses all understanding, He will guard us because it says in that Second Thessalonians He will establish us, yes. and when He establishes us and keeps the enemy off of us, He's going to guard our heart and He's going to guard our mind in the Spirit and the power and the resurrected redemption power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's who He is, and that's what He is when we entrust everything we are to
0: Him and only Him. Fire baby Thank you Paul For sharing that word If, you, if you've if enjoyed Truth Revival Be sure to like and share Check us out on Facebook We're at Truth Revival 37385 We want to give a shout out to our sponsors uh, Thank you for supporting us Everybody for the kind words We've just been so blessed We've got more great content to come It's been Truth Revival We're out of here